Good afternoon to you all. Good to be with you again. We're going to continue with our study in Luke's Gospel, and we're looking at chapter 6, verses 27 to 30. This is from the New King James Version. Jesus said, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. God's agenda is a plan of love. We see this in the gospel message. God's love to lost sinners, to his enemies. And we see this in the Lord Jesus' message to his hearers in that chapter. And it's a simple command that he has, love your enemies. We understand it easily, but we find it very difficult to obey. It's against human nature. It's against our nature. Uh, we are usually in, the, in a state of hate towards our enemies we hate them we hate them back and if they do anything towards us we like to fight back and uh, damage them perhaps even more than what they've originally damaged us so we find it difficult to obey it's against human nature it's heavenly it's a love that belongs to god it's his love it's not mankind's love but it can become ours should we follow him it's also a very practical command and has given us examples of this heavenly behavior in our Lord himself in the early church and in the Christian church as empowered by the Holy Spirit after Acts chapter 2. And in the history of the true church, the body of Christ through the current age of grace. So although it's impossible for us as human beings to have this love it's possible through the work of this holy spirit in our hearts to show this love towards our enemies it is not an empty command it's something that can be done and this is a command he gave to his disciples and it's a practical thing because jesus recognized that we will have enemies but we are to respond to them in love and this leads us to trust in God we need to trust in him that he will protect us during these times and that he will destroy our enemies in the best way possible by changing them into our friends that's the best way we overcome evil with good that's the instruction of the apostle Paul we are to love our enemies this love that we have for our enemies it does something for them it's not passive it's something that uh, bring leads us to action of some form or other and it's an interesting interesting thought that paul in colossians chapter one tells his readers that they were alienated from god and his enemies but that they became reconciled through christ to god so that the enemies that God has, he can reconcile them to himself 
through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. And his enemies are our enemies, but they are reconciled through the love of God, not through coercion, not through the use of the sword, but by the gospel of God, the message of the cross. That's how we can overcome evil by good. So we end up blessing those who curse us. We pray for those who spitefully use us, showing them God's love and our love through him. It's interesting that in church history, there's been a discernible difference between Christendom and the true church of God. Not that there weren't true believers in what we might call Christendom, but the true follower of Christ does not use force or government edict to bring people to Christ. And uh, an interesting book that you may go to lay hold on on eBay or Amazon is The Pilgrim Church by E.H. Broadbent, which takes us through history from the early church all the way up to the end of the 19th century. It was written in, 19, in the 1930s, so it's not what you might say up to date. Uh, but the history of it is the history of the true church of God through the ages and how that they have been persecuted, uh, how that they have acted out this love of God towards those who were enemies to them. And they were against the use of force to make people into believers. In verse 29 and 30, we can see through the sufferings of the early church, we can see that what they went through, but also the sufferings of Christ. And he was struck by his accusers. They struck him on the face. They blindfolded him and asked him to predict who it was that had struck him. They struck him on the face. Remember, they pulled out his beard as well and inflicted all sorts of injuries upon him. His garment was taken from him, possibly the only thing of value that he had. They took it off him and they uh, bartered for it amongst themselves and it went to the highest bidder. And we know, of course, that he, he didn't have any goods. He had nowhere to lay his head. Now, I want you to think about who Jesus is, who he was then, to think what he could have done to those who treated him in this way. If he was like us, he could have called upon the help of legions of angels, destroyed all of those around him that caused him pain and trouble. Uh, he could have wiped out the whole Roman Empire just by a command. And of course, that's something that he can still do, uh, but he withholds. Uh, he could bring the end of the age within a second, but he withholds this age of grace so that his love is shown to those who are his enemies. And we see that he came to practice what he preached. Through his sufferings, we see this love towards his enemies, the ones who put him on the cross, the ones who nailed him there, the one who caused his blood to flow. 
He led us by example. And if he can do that, then through the power of God's spirit in our lives, we can love our enemies. We can lead them into the truth. We can bring them to the Lord Jesus Christ. He displayed his great love to all on the cross, taking upon himself our sin, taking upon himself all our hate and spite and bringing us forgiveness uh, because the one who is truly offended is God. God is truly offended by our sin, by our spite and our hate. It might be directed towards God's people, but it's him that hurts. Remember when Paul was on Damascus Road, Jesus asked him uh, why he was persecuting him. Well, Paul, of course, was persecuting these early believers. He wasn't persecuting Jesus, but he was. He was persecuting Jesus through his children. And uh, the Lord brings forgiveness. Paul was an enemy of God, an enemy of the church. But God brought him to himself and made him to be the apostle that he was showing and preaching love towards the enemies of God. So there we have Jesus on the cross, taking him, taking upon himself all of our sin and hate and spite, showing his pure love to sinners, the enemies of God, all of us, and providing the only way that we can be reconciled with God. Down through those ages of the church, the core message of the church of God was the cross, was the love of God manifest through the work of Christ upon the cross. And that is what reconciles the enemies of God. That is what will reconcile our enemies to ourselves when we make them also to be friends of God. Just like the apostle Paul, as Saul was a persecutor of the church, became Paul, the great apostle, through the love of God and through the love of God displayed through the lives of Christians towards him. And he can still do that work today. And he can still use the believer to show forth that love towards others. May God bless you as you consider these things. And may they become precious to you as you remember the goodness of our God towards sinners, towards ourselves. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you next time.